All right, man. This is my first podcast ever. This is my first time ever doing this. Uh, My name is Troy Johnson. If y'all do not know, from Chicago, 21 years old, currently a junior in college. So I got one more year, man, after this year, done with school forever. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Just a little about me and this podcast, man. It's all about basketball, man. All basketball, all hoop guru stuff, all of that. I love basketball. I played basketball my whole life. I just recently quit. Well, I don't want to say I quit. You feel me? But I recently just gave it up because I just simply was not enjoying it no more. Basketball was just not my shit. You feel me? I was good at it, but it just stopped being fun to me. I just stopped liking it. Shit started feeling like a job, and I wasn't even getting paid. You feel me? So I just stopped doing it. Got into YouTube. Started my YouTube channel. It's up and coming. So if y'all want to go uh, check me out, my YouTube name is T. Go follow me. I mean, go subscribe to my channel. Go watch my videos. Like, comment, subscribe, all of that. Um, yeah, man, I'm just trying to get it busting. You feel me? Uh, this new podcast. I see this podcast stuff is the new wave. Uh, I like talking about basketball. I'm a basketball guru, basketball junkie. I love everything basketball. NBA, college, high school, middle school, all basketball news. Uh we're going to go crazy, man. I'm just going to be bring, talking about a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm also interested in business, entrepreneurship, music, art, um, a lot of stuff, man. I'm just, I'm an all-around type dude, man. I don't really want to limit myself to just speaking about one topic on this podcast. I want to talk about so like stuff that's caught that that's brought to my attention like throughout the week. So I'm probably gonna do like weekly podcasts. I don't know how often I'm gonna do them, but I'm gonna probably do like I'm gonna say for right now, just because I'm getting started, I'm gonna probably do like one or two a week, just to see how the buzz go and stuff. You know, just to see how everything go. Cause YouTube, when I first started my YouTube channel, uh, by the way, if you starting to listen now, my YouTube. It's T dot T D O T. So you can go subscribe to that. I got like about 130 subscribers right now. I'm up and coming. So go show some love on that, man. Go like my videos. But yeah, man, when I first started that, it was kind of hard for me because I wasn't used to being in front of the camera. So like my first video, I was nervous as hell. Um, I'm actually kind of nervous right now, even though y'all can't see me. Just because this is my first time doing something like this, man. I, I like do, trying new stuff. I like traveling, man. I like I'm just a spontaneous ass dude. Like I'm not I'm I'm real laid back, chill. Like you won't catch me at parties and stuff. All of that. I'm just a like laid back to myself type of individual. You feel me? Uh, I stay to myself. Uh, I mainly just be cooling, playing 2K, go to the gym. Uh, I still hoop, uh, occasionally, but I got a job, so I work and that's really what I do, man. Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. YouTube is probably one of the, what my days be consistent of. I don't really just be on YouTube watching bullshit. I watch shit that's going to like help me like 
get a, get a better mindset, man. Positivity, good energy. I love good energy. Like, you can't be around me with bad vibes. Good vibes only, man, around here. So y'all already know how we coming. This is going to be my new podcast. Uh, I'm probably going to name this T-Dot too. The podcast, I'm probably going to get more creative with the names. You feel me? Once I get get it a little buzzing a little more. But I know it's going to blow up, man. So I don't, I'm not even worried about that. I know it's going to blow up because I know what I'm talking about when it comes to basketball. And if you want to debate with me about basketball, hit me up, man. Because I'm willing to argue with anybody. I don't care because... I know I know what I'm talking about, and I know a lot of people out here that think they know what they're talking about basketball really don't. So, uh, yeah, so the first thing I want to start off talking about, since it's the most hot thing in the basketball world right now, is actually the NBA Finals, 2019 NBA Finals, man. We got the Warriors, reigning NBA champions, man. Reigning two-time MVP, one-year unanimous MVP, only unanimous MVP ever, Steph Curry. Then you got that dog KD, man. Sniper, man. Unstoppable scorer. Can score at every level. All positions can guard every position, man. Defensive stopper, anything. Durantula, man. Y'all know why he coming, man. I don't even got to say too much. Then you got the sharpshooter, Clay. My boy, number 11. That's why I rock with Clay, sharpshooter, wet. Splash, brother. That's my boy, man. So, the Warriors, they on one side. Then you got Toronto. The most low-key country, most nice, civilized country you probably ever going to go to, ever hear about, man. Just look at Drake, for example. If you listen to his music and just look at him and just the way he carry himself... Drake is not an intimidating dude. Like, Drake is probably really, like, he probably, like, a nice guy. You feel me? Drake, I ain't never heard nothing bad about Drake. Other than that, he be sleeping with hella females. But, like, that's that's what they do, bro. Like, he can do that if he won't. He's Drake, for crying out loud. You feel me? So, Drake is just going crazy on the sidelines, not shutting up, all in their ear. Then... You got your boy, the Paul, the Claw, Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi, I love Kawhi game. I'm not going to even lie. Like, after LeBron, Kawhi is probably my second favorite to watch in the NBA. And I'm going to explain to you why. So, Kawhi, he's so, like, quiet and, like, easygoing, it seems like, off the court. That, like, he played the same exact way. Like, the way he acts off the court, uh, nonchalant acting, it's the same exact way on the court. And he never loses his cool. He never loses his temper. My man is always locked in on defense and offense. He make the game look so easy. And I like it because when he scores, he don't even show no emotion, my guy. He just get right back on defense. Locked down. You feel me? A lot of players, Russ, all stuff, all of them, man, celebrating after they score a bucket or something, man. Can't even get a bucket without celebrating, you feel me? Every bucket, they celebrating. But you got Kawhi here who's going to come down, offense, double between the leg, double between the leg again, cross, uh, take a dribble to the left, pump fake, get you in the air, 
bump you, foul. Get to the free throw line. My boy make the game look so simple, and it's crazy. A lot of kids, I feel like, should watch him because he don't do all the fancy stuff. Like, he may do a little dribbling sometimes, you feel me? But that's just to get his defender off off track. But other than that, Kawhi is very solid, bro. Most One of the most solid sound players in the game right now. He may not be flashy or everybody like fun to watch or anything, but Kawhi know what he's doing, man. Kawhi is just a humble player. He just loves the game. Don't bring all that extra baggage with him. That's why he's perfect for Toronto, and I really don't see why he would leave Toronto in the first place because it's like perfect for him. It's, Toronto is like a, a like a smaller version of San Antonio, the Spurs. You feel me? It's like a low-key town. Low, I mean, I'm talking about town. It's a low-key country. Nice country. You feel me? Civilized. You don't, you don't never hear nothing bad going on in Toronto. So, Kawhi, I feel like he should stay. He he took them to the championship. It's his own team. You feel me? I didn't even think the Raptors was going to make it this far, honestly. The Raptors got this far with Kawhi missing about 20 to 25 games this regular seat in the regular season. So it was kind of shocking to me when he was really going crazy in the playoffs because, you feel me, in the regular season, he wasn't playing back-to-backs. And, like, he was, like, if they had two, I don't know. He just he was just missing, like, back if they had back-to-backs, he was not playing. So Toronto allowed him to do that to rest them, you feel me? That was another incentive to try to keep him there going into next season because – as everybody knows, Kawhi's uh upcoming free agent along with KD and Kyrie, Kimball Walker, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, all of those guys, Klay Thompson, you know, so Kawhi uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um Damn, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Kawhi. So they did they did all of that and they eventually made it to the to the finals as as we are witnessing right now. And they they also Toronto they they came up with something called like Kawine and Dine. Like where Kawhi for the rest of his life if he resigns with Toronto this summer, he's going to be able to get free food in Toronto for the rest of his life. So like everybody loves free stuff and celebrities believe it or not, they love free stuff more than we do probably. You feel me? So that's that's just crazy to me to for me to think that he would leave something like that, because I damn sure wouldn't leave if I got Kawhi and dying for the rest of my life. You feel me? I would not complain. I would try to stay there as long as I can. And by the way, if Kawhi leaves uh, the Raptors, he's he's likely only to make one hundred and forty dollars. I mean, a hundred. I'm talking about one hundred forty dollars, one hundred and forty million dollars. That's what he's at. That's his next contract. He will be eligible to only make $140 million. But if he stays in Toronto, he's eligible to make $190 million. So if I'm Kawhi, I'm looking at this like I can't get the Supermax because I'm I'm not playing for the original team that I that I got drafted by, which was the San Antonio Spurs. And Kawhi, he's not the type. I don't feel like he's the type to want to be moving around like that. And he's probably he's a loyal guy, and the reason he left the Spurs is because he felt like he couldn't he couldn't trust them no more. Like they wasn't loyal to him. You feel me? Uh, they they the training staff wouldn't let him 
missed all those games that Toronto let him miss. You had Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili sneak dissing on him, talking about they don't know how hurt he really is. And Kawhi telling them, like, bro, I'm really hurt, but y'all not believing me. So that just made him lose trust in them. So that's why he moved on from Toronto in the first place. So I don't think he really trying to be bouncing around from coast to coast like that. And plus, the East is his, his shit. The East is Kawhi's shit right now. Like, he's the king of the East. I don't care. You could say Giannis, Joel, and B, Kyrie, all of them cats. Kawhi is that man in the East. Like, with LeBron being gone now, Kawhi is that, that nigga. So, um, so that's, that's how Toronto coming. And what's surprisingly what's shocking to me is that Siakam is going crazy right now in this playoff series. Um, he's actually been going crazy this whole playoffs, but game one of the NBA Finals, Siakam went through a thing on Draymond. If you didn't check the game out, I advise y'all to go go watch a rerun or the highlights or something. Siakam was was getting busy on Draymond, and I, it was surprising to me because Draymond usually be locking up. You feel me? And he just claimed himself as the so-called best defender ever in NBA history. So I'm thinking like, okay. It's a decent little matchup. Without KD, both teams actually match up pretty good. Kyle Lowry, Steph. Steph don't really play defense like that. Kyle Lowry is not really... I mean, he's an all-star, but he can guard He can guard Steph. And he can he can get some buckets on offense. But you don't really rely on Kyle, Kyle Lowry to, to lock up somebody or to score 30 points a game. You feel me? He's just a... A solid point guard, a solid starting point guard for the NBA. And he's a perfect fit with Kawhi because he's not a ball-dominant point guard. You feel me? Like Steph or Kyrie. Kyle Lowry is looking to get people open looks. He'll knock down open shots, uh, making smart decisions, uh, making the right plays. He made some dumb plays last night in game two. I'm not going to lie. He fouled out, which was stupid because he fouled out with three minutes left. And Fred, Fred Van Vliet, he was killing. Don't get me wrong, Fred was killing, but I don't. He's not a starting point guard in the NBA, and the Raptors really depend on Kyle Lowry to close games for them. And he he disappointed. He let all Toronto down last night by fouling out with three to four minutes left in the game. So Kyle Lowry, he he kind of shaky on my end of the stick. Like I don't really I don't really like his game like that. But he a solid point guard. Don't get me wrong. But that 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 matchups, it's a perfect matchup. Danny Green, Clay Thompson. Danny Green was the first Clay Thompson. If we want to keep it a hundred, Danny Green was the first Clay Thompson. When the Spurs had their little dynasty, they run uh, from like 2011 to like 14. Danny Green was Kawhi. I mean, <laughs> Danny Green was Clay Thompson. Play lockdown defense. Uh. Sniper from the three three point range. Danny Green was the first like snipe. He was a sniper for real back in the day, but he kind of fell off obviously with with age and time. Father time never loses. So Clay Thompson just just took that reign over as like the ultimate knock, sniper like knockdown shooter. So that's a decent matchup right there. Uh, without without KD, Kawhi and Andre Iguodala, that's that's like a perfect matchup. Size wise, they both big, kind of big, big players. Both about six five, six six. 
Um, Andre Iguodala might not be as good on offense anymore as he used to be, or he's definitely not on Kawhi's level, but he can guard him. Andre Iguodala definitely got locked down defense, so he can guard Kawhi, and Kawhi definitely can guard him. So that matchup is pretty good. Siakam and Draymond, that's a great matchup. Perfect matchup, like, for this series. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they both gritty defenders. Draymond pushed the ball a lot. Siakam can do it all just like Draymond. So that's a great, great matchup. Then last but not least, you got either Ibaka and Marcus Gasol versus Draymond and uh, versus Boogie and Andrew Bogut. That's the perfect matchup, man. Perfect. So I would have way much rather seen this this matchup than the Bucks, honestly, because the the matchups are so good without KD not playing. So that just got me way more interested. And and this is Toronto's first time ever making it to the finals. So like this is big for their country. So it's honestly good for the NBA that that they that they're making it to the finals. And then you got Drake on the sidelines, just going crazy, man. My boy just never shut up. Never shut up. Drake just gonna talk you talk your head off. He gonna and get in y'all heads. He gonna intimidate y'all. Not intimidate, but he's gonna distract y'all from like what y'all goal is, which is to win the game. And he's giving his team the biggest advantage by just talking the stuff, getting in his head. You feel me? All the antics on the sideline, wearing the different jerseys, different hoodies, all of that, man. So Drake know what he's doing, and he's an ambassador of the Toronto Raptors. So. I would not be surprised if he if he flew out to Golden State to try to sit on the sideline there and try to you feel me bark at bark at the Warriors, but it's not gonna work. You feel me? They gonna they gonna be in the Bay, so I don't know, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting series. I'm really looking forward to the rest of this finals because it's up for grabs. It's one one right now. All Toronto got to do is win one in Golden State because they got home court. So they can't let Golden State win three in a row. Because if, if they go down 3-1, Kawhi is not LeBron. Let's get that. Let's get that out the way right now. Kawhi would never bring a team back from 3-1 like LeBron did. That's only something the King is capable of doing. Uh, if y'all don't know, I'm the ultimate LeBron fan. So if y'all got any debates about LeBron, don't even come around here with it. Because I will murder y'all in the debates. Okay, with LeBron, we can debate about anything. Mike LeBron, Kobe LeBron, you feel me? Bron is Bron is the goat. I don't care. Mike, Mike and LeBron, they one A and one B, one and one A, or whatever you want to call it. All right, I don't know. You could flip them around however you want to go, but I got a good case for LeBron to be one. You feel me? So, hey, this is gonna be a great, interesting series. We we gonna have to see. We're really going to see how Kawhi is built because this is his first time having his own team. This is Kawhi's first time being a leader of a team. He used, he used to having Hall of Famers, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan on his team to carry him when he got that first MVP of that championship when they won in 2013. So it's going to be real interesting to see how Kawhi pan out and close this series out because if he win. I don't know, man. He might he might be the second best player in the world. I'm I'm not even gonna lie, cause LeBron in my eyes is still still number one. Even though he's not in the, in the playoffs right now, somebody got to take him off the mantle. You feel me? Somebody has to take his crown in order for him to be number two. 
And right now, is is right now it's really LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph, and Giannis, and James Harden is six man. So that five right there, Steph is not better than Bron. He got three rings, but he's not better than Bron. Period. He don't got no Finals MVPs. And if they lose this year, he's he's out the combo. Uh, but if they win this year. And he gets Finals MVP. And he can, he can, he can get. He got a strong case. You know what I'm saying? Steph, Steph would definitely have a strong case to be the best player in the world if he win Finals MVP this year and they win. You know, uh, Kawhi. Kawhi only got one championship, one Finals MVP. Ain't really did nothing in the regular season. Uh, this year was his his best year statistic wise. Uh, this is his first year leading his team, uh, leading his own team really. Uh, so this is our first time really getting to see him go crazy like this. So if he win this year, he gonna be a, he gonna be in second. He gonna be the second best player, period. Because KD, KD, he oh he three. Honestly, he would be three. Cause think about it, KD had to leave Russ, who was a perennial superstar in the league. They had the Warriors down three one. Let's not forget that. And my boy just said, fuck it. Up and left Russ, man. Went to the Warriors, got him two free rings. Alright? So like we can't we can't disregard that. Like, if we talking about the best player in the world, we gotta bring that into account. Like, KD ain't do shit by itself. He had Russ. Like, isn't it like you feel me? It was not is like you the best player in the world and you got a and you got a superstar point guard. Come on now. Telling me y'all couldn't close that series out and get get to the championship to face Braun, and then you pussied out and left left Russ, left Russ hanging. Then my boy came back next season, got MVP. Come on, KD, I ain't I ain't tripping over it no more. Like it's gone, it's done, it, it happened. Uh, he got his two rings. He proved why he left and all of that. That's all fine and dandy. But when we talking about the best player in the world, we still got to take that into consideration. And LeBron, like, he's just the king right now. Like, he the king of the league. Still, at age 34, he's still the king. Like, somebody got to take him off the mantle before y'all get to claiming, proclaiming all these other dudes as the best player in the league. No, that's not how it go, man. If y'all real basketball fans, y'all know that's not how it goes. Like, Steph is probably the closest. Like, so it's probably LeBron, Steph. It's state league. Like, they the two faces of the league. And KD... And Kawhi and Giannis, they all like KD is obviously above Kawhi and Giannis because he got two rings and two Finals MVP. So it's really LeBron, Steph, KD, Kawhi, and then Giannis. And Kawhi, he could still have a case if he win this year. That's gonna be two rings. He gonna obviously be the Finals MVP if Siakam don't get it. And that that's just gonna be his case. But he's just not gonna jump into that number one spot until he either beat. LeBron in the finals or something, or if he win another ring, you feel me? He just got to win three rings, I feel like, in order to be better than Bron. And he got to have three finals MVPs like Bron. He don't got no fucking regular season MVPs, and he's not going to get them if he keep missing all these games and shit, because that's why he's not even in the running for MVP this season, because he missed 20 games, and you got to be L- you. 
I don't, I don't know what the rule is, but I know you can't miss that many games to be eligible to be uh, in the MVP conversation. But you feel me? He had a nice regular season. Kawhi averaged, what, 25, probably like seven boards, about five, four assists or something like that. So Kawhi had a solid season. He just got to stay consistent and stay on the court. My man's be, he be getting injured too much. Every time he score a bucket, he look like he limping back, like something hurting. Like, come on, Kawhi. You that damn soft or you that your body not that durable, bro? Come on. You one of the swollest, like, most built niggas in the league. You got to be able to endure some type of pain. But the thing I like about Kawhi, he don't use that as an excuse. You don't ever see him bagging away from no challenges. My man to come down and, see, you feel me, give you a bucket. Come right back down and lock you up. So that's why, that's why they don't really be heckling. Kawhi like that. Other NBA players, you don't see NBA players talking shit to Kawhi. He even said it the other day. Somebody asked him, Kawhi, how often do players talk to you? And like, how do, does it happen a lot? And he said, I, I can't say it happens a lot. Like, you know why? Because niggas know he, if he not on on offense, best believe you not scoring on, on offense either. Like, if he not scoring, you not scoring. And if he is scoring, you still not scoring. So he going to lock your ass up regardless. So y'all just better stay clear, Kawhi. Uh, don't 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 make him mad. Because if you make him mad, he's already like a mellow person. So if you make him mad, I would hate to see this nigga drop 50 on somebody and, and he mad. Because then you just woke up a whole different animal that we ain't even seen yet. Because Kawhi, he's a like a... I don't know what to call it, man. He like the silent assassin. My boy just, he'll kill y'all so low-key with it. Like, all his buckets be looking like they on accident. But he really be, you feel me, practicing them shots. I be watching it. Like, on the NBA, Instagram and Twitter. NBA always posting this man in the gym, bro, working. Getting getting up shots. Practicing shots. So, you feel me? That he going to shoot in the game. So, I, I, tip, I tip my hat to Kawhi. Just, just to be able to keep your demeanor like that, and and it, and that type of environment, the NBA Finals, just to keep your composure all the time. I tip my hat off to him because a lot of players get really emotional. You feel me? Refs, refs don't call the the calls they they want, so they get all hyped up and stuff. Like that's just not how you play basketball. It's still a game. It's a sport, bro. Like it's not that serious. You feel me? The most important thing is that you making your money and you providing for your family and you making sure your family's straight. That's that's what this basketball stuff is doing for them. Like, but they just really playing the sport that they love and that they like playing. It's for fun. But a lot of players like Draymond, they they take it overboard, bro, and they do too much. I don't really like that shit. But that hey, to each his own. I don't really knock his his game. Draymond is an amazing player. I don't never knock no players. Cause they all in the NBA, so they there for a reason. But I just don't like that he he try to loke up on every call, every call. This nigga could blatantly smack the shit out of somebody, and they gonna call that shit like, and he gonna go crazy. Draymond is literally gonna yell at the ref in his face and not. And then when he get a tech, oh man, don't let Draymond get a tech, boy. Oh hell, gonna break loose. This man going to run off the court, get the stealing on fans, punching fans, like all in the crowd, bro. That man is going to be kicking people in the nuts. All of that, bro. So don't give Draymond no tech. 
Because that is going to be a whole different story. But, man, this is, I'm just, I'm just... I'm just like looking forward to the rest of this finals because we finally seeing somebody other than Braun. Finally, shit, after eight years, somebody better have made the finals. You feel me? My boy had to leave the East for another team to make it to the finals. You feel me? So that's how I, that's why I say he's he's the best, bro. Ain't nobody ever made it to the finals eight straight times. Probably stuff like Bill Russell, man. Mike ain't do it. Kobe ain't do it. I don't want to hear none of that. Y'all may say he didn't win all eight, but that shit is hard, bro. Getting there eight times straight, that's probably why he's been losing. That shit is, takes a lot out of you, bro, to play all the way into mid-June every year. And the season started in October, what? So that give you, what, July, August, September, October. He literally only get four months, bro, when a lot of niggas get like six, five months. He really only get like three months in the summer to like rest. And he's still really not resting. He probably take like a week off after the finals and get right back to it. But other than that, he's playing in June every year. This is the first year my man's then got some rest since 2011, man. Since that Dallas Mavericks series in 2011, the finals, which he imploded on. I'm not going to lie. That was his worst, worst performance ever. But after that. Man, LeBron was on a tear of greatness. Come on, now. The next year, what? Beat KD and them. The Thunder, 2012. Beat them six games. Come on, now. Next year. In San Antonio. No, San Antonio. Ray Allen hit the shot of shots. Game six. Game seven. They came back. Uh, give me that. Two rings. 2013. I mean, 2014, against the Spurs again. This one, young old Kawhi, the claw. This one, he first got on the scene, man. I ain't going to lie. They they beat him. They beat him. I was on a cruise. I remember that, that man, I was on a cruise. I was in San Antonio. That's the crazy thing. I was in San Antonio on a cruise. All the fans were San Antonio fans. So me and my brother, the only Heat fans on the, on the boat. And they won, man. You don't know how shitty I was because, man, they were supposed to beat them two years in a row. I will never forget that. Then what? LeBron said, man, I can't do this shit no more, man. I got to go back to the crib. This ain't for me. I don't even like this Miami shit like that. So then my boy Bron took his talents back up to the crib. He go to Cleveland with Kyrie and K-Love. Go crazy. You already know how that goes. So, my boy, Bron, he go back to the crib, right? He think he got this young up-and-coming superstar point guard, Kyrie, Uncle Drew. Then you got K-Love, big K-Love, 2020 guy, big white boy, sniper. Yeah, all of that. Then, yep, play the whole season. Get all the way to the finals, to the playoffs. K-Love injured. K-Love injured in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. Olenek pulled his shit out the socket. Wow, that's one man down. All right, at least we got Kyrie. We got Kyrie. Nope. Game one of the finals. Overtime. Kyrie blew his fucking knee out. So now Brian got to beat it fucking Superman and carry the whole team on his back. 
playing with Delva Doba and Sumpert and Mozgov and Richard Jefferson and all of these bum-ass niggas. Like, come on, man. Come on, now. That's crazy. Y'all ain't never going to do Brian like that. So you know what Brian did? Brian went on the top. Brian was not going. Y'all cannot forget that. Brian was going crazy in that finals. I think he averaged what? 36, 13, and 9. Come on, now. That had to be the greatest fucking finals run we ever seen. That man was going through a thing on them. And you know who they gave finals MVP that year? The man that held him to 36, 13, and 9. Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. They didn't even give it to Steph. And Steph averaged 25 in that series. So, I'm looking at this like, oh, so now y'all want to play Braun like he's sweet. Like Kyrie and K-Love ain't just get injured and he had to play against a freaking up-and-coming sniper Warriors team who got the two best shooters in NBA history on a squad. Young as hell. Steph out here on a free lease just to do whatever, shoot whatever. You feel me? They beat him in six. At Bron Crib, they beat him in six. I ain't going to lie. I was hurt. But I couldn't really be too mad because I, I know Bron put in work that series. Couldn't be too mad because I know Kyrie and K-Love got injured. You know? So, I'm like, all right, man. Hopefully, they match up again next year. And lo and behold, next year come around. Okay. We got this. We got this. I'm sorry. I just had to spit. I'm sorry. We got this. So, uh, we get to the finals. You feel me? think Warriors win game one. All right. Okay. Game two. I think the Warriors win game two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So then they go to Cleveland. Cleveland got this game at home. Cleveland win game three, I think. Yep, that's how it went. Game four. Oh, my goodness. Golden State won again. That's 3-1. I'm like, oh, my God, man. I know this shit ain't finna happen again, bro. We finna lose, and we got Kyrie and K-Love. What is going on, man? The Warriors just was 73-10. I mean, 73-9, so I'm just thinking, like, man, if they if they win this, they the best team in history. Like, they beat Braun, and they just went 73-9. and you feel me? So I'm like, oh, no, this ain't happening like this again. Y'all going to have to do something. So uh, what was that, game five? When Kyrie and Ron both dropped 40 balls to get them to the uh, game six? Now, that was something historic. I don't think no other duo has done that. So that right there alone was just like just put Bron on another level. Both of them scored 40? Him and Kyrie? Mike would have never allowed that. Kobe would have never allowed that. Come on, now. Bron is the only player that's capable of having a teammate drop 40 in the same game as him, bro. Come on, now. So, they won that game. And I think they won the next two. And then we get to game seven. I'm like, okay. This is what I'm talking about. 
This is what I'm talking about. We we waited all year for this. Steph and Clay was going through a thing. Through they was running through everybody. I think both teams had just ran through everybody, swept everybody in that playoffs, that playoff run. The Warriors and the Cavs, they both beat everybody. They was both like 16 and 0 leading up to the finals or 12 and 0 whatever it is. And so we was all just waiting for this moment. Game 7 is busting. We at Golden State, we at the Oracle. Okay, we lit. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 lit. So we got the game we want. So the game start. You feel me? It's, it's back and forth, back and forth. They going at it. So we get to the last three minutes of the game. The most important three minutes of LeBron's career. This has had to be the biggest moment in his career, honestly. This game right here. These last three minutes. So the initial play that I remember happening was I remember... Something happened on the defensive on on the offensive end. I think Steph missed a shot or they turned the ball. I mean, no. The the Cavs turned the ball over, right? This is what happened. Cavs turned the ball over or they missed a shot. They got it out on a break. Eagle Dollar thought he had a sweet wide open layup. Man, I tell you, this man Braun took off like a motherfucking Lamborghini. This nigga just caught V12 speed. I don't know what got into him. Nigga, when I say he crunched this man shit off the backboard, it was over with. It was over with after that. The momentum was on the Cavs side. I think it was like a minute 56 left when that shit happened. It was something. It was like a real close game. And that happened. That changed the whole momentum. And if it wasn't for that block... I think the Warriors probably would have been up six or something like that. If they if, if Eagle Dollar would have made that, they would have been up six. So he got that block. I don't remember what happened then. But then everybody wanna give Kyrie the credit. Kyrie. That shot of shots. Now, I said Ray Allen's shot was the shot of shots. But everybody wanna give Kyrie credit for this for that win. With whole time, if, if LeBron didn't beat Iguodala shit on that fast break, none of that would have happened. Like, it would have played out totally different. So, in order for Kyrie to even get that shot, LeBron had to beat Iguodala shit. So, I ain't trying to hear none of that Kyrie saved LeBron career. No. Kyrie wouldn't have a ring if LeBron wasn't even on the team. Period. Period. So, I don't want to hear that. They both saved each other. If you wanna if you wanna say that, they both saved each other. I'm I'm okay with that. If you say Kyrie saved LeBron, but LeBron saved Kyrie ass. Period. So Kyrie hit that shot. I'm screaming my ass off. I think it's like I don't know how much time was on the clock, but I just know. Kyrie hit that shot and I went stupid. You heard me. I went stupid. Cause this was like a real legacy changer for LeBron. I was really proud to see this happen because they were 73 and 9, bro. They were supposed to win the whole thing. They were supposed to win it all. Only nine teams, probably not even nine, probably like eight or six, beat them in that season. Eight to six, I mean, like six, six to seven teams beat them that season. And for the Cavs to come back 3 1. 
and win game seven in Oracle. Something that's never happened before in NBA history. Some A team winning, coming back 3-1 in the finals and winning. That shit has never happened before. And for LeBron to do it on their court and have a triple-double, 32-10-10. You feel me? And they was 73-9. Come on, man. When LeBron said that's what made him the greatest of all time, that man was not lying, bro. I don't care what y'all say. In his mind... That moment right there made him the greatest ever because ain't nobody else did no historical shit like that. Period. Mike, all the teams Mike beat in the the finals was fucking trash. I don't want to hear nothing y'all talking about. Every team Mike played in the finals was garbage. Uh, Not garbage, but they wasn't compared to the teams LeBron had to face. And that's facts. We can go look at the stats. We can pull up stats. That's facts. L.A. Lakers, Mike's first year in the, in the finals. L.A. Lakers, Magic Johnson, damn near had AIDS. Damn near was finna retire. Uh, Kareem, damn near out of the league. James Worthy, old as hell. All them, bro. That, that team was not good like that, bro. Magic was on his way out of the league, and Mike was that new up-and-coming nigga. You feel me? Just like Ka- how Kawhi is right now, that's what Mike was on. He trying to beat the big dogs. The Lakers was the big dogs in the league. And Mike came through, swerving, came through and got that attacks that ass. He was supposed to do that shit. So I don't get, I don't really count that that Lakers win. You feel me? Next year, he go to Portland. All right, Mike getting a little bigger. He got a little older, more experience. Smack them. They don't count. Clyde Jackson, not that good. I don't care what y'all say. He a legend, all that shit. I don't know. I don't remember not one moment from Clyde Drexler's career. Let's just put it like that. I don't remember one moment. Jerome, Kersey, none of them weak-ass niggas. All right. So now we have in year three. Um, It was either the Seattle. It was either Seattle or Phoenix Suns. It was one of them. But all I know is Seattle ain't had shit but Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. And the Suns ain't had nothing but Charles Barkley fat-ass. And Mike went through a thing on them. He averaged damn near 41 in that whole series. So, this, this, this um, these are just examples of how Mike, the teams Mike played wasn't, wasn't like that. You feel me? Then he came back, like I said, either the Spurs, I mean the Suns or the Sonics. And then, for his last two finals, he played the same team, which was the Jazz, which was not built to guard Mike. They didn't have nobody to stop Mike. Mike was that nigga. I'm not going to lie. Mike was cold. But they didn't have nobody that can guard him, bro. So, we can we can have that debate. But the teams LeBron faced in the finals was way harder. So, let's get that out the window right now. Um, So, that's what made LeBron the greatest player of all time. And to my eyes, he's the greatest player of all time. I'm not talking about rings. I'm not talking about none of that accomplishment shit. I'm talking about player for player, skill for skill. LeBron is the best player to ever touch the NBA court. Period. Period. So don't come, don't come talking crazy under this podcast. Bron ain't shit. None of that. I ain't say Mike was shit. I'm just saying. Teams Bron had to face in the finals was way harder than Mike's. So y'all could suck my No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. But nah, man. For real though. Bron, Bron that man. No cap. So, then we get... (sighs) I hate talking about this shit, man. 2018 NBA Finals. 
LeBron James by him damn self with a bunch of cadavers, a bunch of niggas that don't even know how to play basketball, and an alcoholic shooting guard in J.R. Smith. Now, I'm not going to lie. I thought they was going to have a chance. No cap. I thought the, I thought the Cavs was going to have a chance to at least get a win. To get at least one win. You feel me? I thought they was capable enough to at least get one. And the one that they had the best chance of winning was game one. And we all know what happened. So I don't even want to get into it because I don't even like talking about it because it, it reminds me of like just it just reminds me of bad times, man. Real talk. Like JR, you could you got you could you could shoot, bro, but like you you forever like hated by LeBron fans just for that game one. That's all I'm gonna say about that. And lo and behold, after that. It was over with. That was the that was the Cavs' only chance of winning a game. Game one. And you know what that would have done? Game one, if they would have won, that would have actually switched the whole momentum of the series. People don't really understand that. Like, if you're not a real basketball player, if you've never played basketball or don't really understand how that shit works, like, that would have switched the whole momentum of the series. Period. That would have been game one. And... and Oracle, they would have won, and the Warriors would have had to find a way to come back out. But that would have rejuvenated Bron and the whole Cavs team, the whole coaching staff, and just Cleveland in general, the city. That would have just changed the whole momentum. Cause to win a game one in in Oakland, that's tough. It's real tough. I'm not gonna lie. For the finals, that's tough. So for them to win that, that would have just been crazy. But unfortunately, with the cards Brown was dealt, he was dealt a fucking alcoholic as a sh- as a shooting guard, a, a alcoholic who's not who's who don't care. He's open about it. Everybody know Jr. be getting off the hand. Jr. be off that rim. Jr. be off it. You could just tell by him, bro, face. He be looking high as hell playing, folk. J.R. eyes damn near be red. Low as hell. Like he just got faded before the game. Like he just drunk a pint of hen to himself. So that shit wasn't really surprising. That he that he did that shit. Like if if I expected anybody to do it, it was J.R. Smith. No cap. So um That was that was crazy. I I, I really was disgusted after that shit. Honestly. It was it was not good for me after that. I'm glad I didn't bet nobody no money. Cause I sold as hell would have not paid they ass. Cause no, nah, I would have paid. I would have paid my money. I pay my money regardless. That shit bogus. If you don't pay somebody their money, you deserve to get your ass killed or something. So Jr. did that. Series was basically over. KD won his second Finals MVP, second ring. So now everybody, oh, KD, KD this, KD that, KD the best player. Shut the fuck up. Shut that shit up. All right? Because y'all wasn't saying that shit when Bron sent KD ass home. 
crying to his mama and shit in 2012. And y'all know why I say that? Because he still had two. Well, he only had one. Russ was the only all-star. But James, he had James Harden, bro. Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins, Tabo Cephalosha. Come on, man. You telling me they couldn't have matched up perfectly with the with the Heat? Like, I, I ain't counting that off KD resume. Bron still beat him in the finals. When KD had, like, that's when KD was about, he just got in his prime. KD started his prime probably like, probably that year. That was like, like his best year probably before he came to the Warriors and shit. Oh, I just had to spit again. But that was KD's probably best year before he won MVP in 2014. So there's no excuses for KD. He's still not better than LeBron. He may be a better scorer, but all around player, I'm still taking LeBron. I don't care. If if we playing pickup, I may I may pick KD, just because he can he can hit shots. If we playing pickup ball, I need somebody that can score that bitch. You feel me? Cause I I'm I'm probably gonna be just passing it to him so he can score. But LeBron he always got the ball in his hand, so I don't, I really wouldn't want to play with nobody like that. But KD he can shoot, he can score. So if he hitting shots, he's efficient. He's gonna make shots. KD seven foot sniper from anywhere on the court. So you feel me? He's a better scorer than LeBron, probably. But I still honestly can't even say that because LeBron just passed Mike for third third all-time on the scoring list. Or fourth. So the only people in front of him now is Karl Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kobe Bryant. So in my eyes, LeBron is one of the best scorers in NBA history. And that's a fact. So all of you KD fans that think he's better... Um, you're gonna have to wait a little while, buddy. Alright, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it just doesn't work like that, okay? Listen listen to Uncle T Dot. Okay? It does not work like that. Mike was not Mike was not just given the be- the title best player in the in the NBA after winning the uh MVP in um in 1988-89. Mike was not just given the crown the best player in the NBA after he won his first two championships, I guarantee you people were still talking about Magic. I guarantee you people were still talking about Bird, even though they was on their way out. But the, the the throne was up for grabs. But in this case, it's not because LeBron's still in the league. He not on his, he on his way out, but he's still like considered in his prime. This is towards the end of his prime. You feel me? My boy still put averaging 28, 8, and 8. Name another 34-year-old that ever played in this NBA league that has ever done that at age 34. So keep that in mind when y'all bring up these conversations because some of y'all just be sounding flat-out ignorant and y'all don't be thinking rationally about what the fuck y'all talking about. And y'all just automatically get to hating on LeBron and dick riding because just because he Brian, bro. Y'all obviously going to hate the man if he beat y'all teams. To get to the finals, and he been to the finals eight times. Don't nobody like to see the same person eight times. You feel me? That's like me going on a date with a girl for eight straight days. I'm going to get tired of her ass. I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to get tired of going on dates with her. I'm going to probably want to go go out on a date with another girl. Or I'm going to have to take some, year, take some days off from her ass. 
But I'm not going to want to go on eight consecutive dates with a, with a female and not get tired of her. You feel me? So that's how y'all feel with LeBron. Y'all start getting tired of him. So y'all don't appreciate him as much. But I guarantee y'all, once he retired, I guarantee it's going to be more heart, heartfelt than when Kobe left. I guarantee it. When LeBron lead the game, it's going to be different, bro. It's just not going to be the same. The NBA is not going to be the same, bro. There's not going to be a villain. KD is not even built to be a villain. KD's soft as hell. Period. He's charming. KD is soft. All right? Not not, not on a court, you feel me? But mentally, KD, I feel like KD is weak. Like, he may, he may hit big shots at the end of games now that he has Steph and Clay. You feel me? And he got the... The leeway to do and miss shots and shit because he know he got them two and they, they snipers as well. But back when he had Russ and he knew every possession counted, yeah, KD wasn't hitting them big shots like that in the finals and in the playoffs. You feel me? So y'all got to think about that shit. I'm spitting real facts, bro. Real facts. When LeBron leave, motherfuckers going to be crying, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I'm probably going to shed a tear because this nigga Bron changed the game, bro, period. I don't care what y'all say. He changed the game more than Kobe. Him and Mike. Him, Mike, Steph, uh, Magic. They all changed the game in some way. You feel me? So y'all just got to think about that stuff when y'all bringing up this conversation to KD and LeBron. Because I'm really getting sick of it. Until KD like, proves that he can win a title without Steph and Clay. And Draymond and not on the Warriors, like, he's not better than LeBron. And that's just facts. Anybody will tell you that. Michael Jordan will tell you that. Like, y'all y'all could say all this stuff. Like, it don't mean shit, but that don't mean that he's really better than him. Bron know it. KD know it. Why you think KD want to leave? Because he want to get on his own team. He's tired of being under Stephen Clay shadow, bro. KD want to make some noise on his own team. With with new teammates, bro. He 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 all supportive of them right now because them that's still his team and he's not gonna just give up on them. But best believe once June June 30th come, July 1st, um, what time? Like six o'clock, seven o'clock. Best believe KD is out the door. He already got one foot out right now. He checking, he checking the weather right now. He's just trying to see what's up with the rest of the league right now. But ultimately, Ain't nobody going to leave until KD leave. Kyrie ain't leaving until KD leave. Clay ain't thinking about leaving until KD leave or staying. Like, ain't nobody making no decisions until KD leave. That's just how this league works. You feel me? KD is, is the, um, he's the face of this free agency. So, KD is going to have the ultimate say, like, where he want to go. And that's just basically going to determine what everybody else choose to play next year. I feel like that's how the that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how that's gonna set the ripple effect. When KD makes his decision, we just gonna start seeing hella, hella notifications from Bleacher Report. Kimball Walker to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto, signs an $190 million extension. Klay Thompson goes to the Lakers. Jimmy Butler goes to the stays in Philadelphia. Anthony Davis gets traded to Lakers. All of that. We're going to be seeing a lot of crazy shit, man. Kyrie Irving and KD go to the uh, go to the Knicks together. 
or the Nets. So I'm I'm real interested in seeing what KD gonna do this summer because he got a lot of proving to do. For real. He better not make the wrong decision because New York is weak as hell. I'm not gonna lie. I I wouldn't want to go to New York, but it's KD. So he his own man. He gonna make his own decision. Hopefully he make the right decision because if he don't, his ass is grass. I don't care if he if the Warriors win this year, his ass is grass because he's just not gonna be better than Brian. And don't let the Warriors lose this year because if they lose, we don't know what KD gonna do. He fuck around and just stay a whole another five years and just say fuck it. Because he not playing right now, so you feel me? He probably going to want to stay. So we don't know what what's going through KD's mind right now. KD's so, like, spontaneous and weird acting. He ain't weird, but he's just soft. You feel me? Like, he a mama's boy, Z. Any mama's boy is soft on the inside. He may be a dog on the court, y'all say. He is a dog. I ain't going to lie. But he's soft in general. So... KD got a lot of, he got to grow some balls this summer, man. No cap. This is this is a hard decision. I ain't going to even lie. This will be a hard decision for me because it's really, it's really, he got to, he got to pick where he want to live, bro. He going to choose, he going to choose his own happiness, his own destiny. It's up to him and nobody else. If he want to go to New York, hey, you feel me? If he want to come to LA with Braun, even better, man. I just I I want to see KD be great. You feel me? I just I'm just saying he's not better than Bron right now. I really want to see KD be on that Mount Rushmore. Like I want the Mount Rushmore to be Mike, KD, Steph, and Bron. Like that's not a bad Mount Rushmore. You feel me? If I had to pick a Mount Rushmore right now, that's damn near mine. But take out KD and add Shaq. You feel me? So hopefully. Hopefully, he make up his mind. Hopefully, he got a good team behind him that can help him make this decision. But ultimately, it's up to him. And whatever make him happy, man, that's what's going to make the rest of the NBA happy. Because I'm tired of seeing the Warriors make it to the finals every year, man. This shit not fun, bro. I'm really trying to see some other teams, trying to see some of these young dudes get, get after it in the finals. Like, we need something different, man. Uh, I see I see how motherfuckers was feeling because I'm from Chicago. I was born in 98, which was the last year that Michael Jordan won the championship. So pretty short fans was feeling the same way that was from other cities about how how the Bulls is winning right was winning, how they was making it to the finals too much. I'm pretty sure that's how like like people was feeling back then. You feel me? How the Warriors making it and we getting tired of seeing them. People was definitely getting tired of Mike as making it to the finals every year. So I'm just I'm just trying to see some new faces in the finals. That's it. We finally got to see Braun out of it. Finally. My man's finally got a break. Shit. Took him about eight years. Shit. He finally did it. Gave y'all niggas an opportunity. Now if Kawhi don't come through with it, that's his fault. You feel me? That's his fault. He should have took advantage of this shit because he don't know when he going to make it to the championship again. So, it ain't no guarantee he going to keep making it in the East because the East fucking around be raw as hell next year. I ain't going to lie. If KD go East, that's going to what? That's going to spread the league out like a motherfucker, boy. The league going to be back busting how it was back in 09, 010, 011. You feel me? When every team had at least one to two superstars. 
and the league was spread out. The only teams that was really stacked was like the Celtics and the Heat. But other than that, everybody else had like one superstar or they was a young team or had like two superstars. So, yeah, man. 